Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. Metro exists to exalt God and equip people. Here at Metro, we long to become a community that celebrates the presence of God, communicates the Word of God, demonstrates the love of God, and educates the people of God. Everything we do revolves around this core mission and vision. We are so glad you are here today to listen to this week's podcast. It is our prayer that this message encourages you and equips you to be like Christ in all aspects of your life. Enjoy today's message. Are you ready? Are you ready? I want you to turn to your neighbors this morning and say, are you ready? Are you ready? Turn to your other neighbor now and say, are you ready? All right, cool. Hopefully, you know, everyone's in in a good mood this morning to, (laughs) to speak on this topic, but... The reason why I want to speak on are you ready is because a lot of times when we talk about parables, God is uh, Jesus is alluding to something that is relating to his kingdom, you know, his kingdom here on earth. Usually when he starts a parable, he says, uh, the kingdom of the kingdom of heaven is like, and then he'll start a parable. Usually when we're talking about parables, God is wanting us to do something here on earth to get ready for the greater mission that the Lord has for us. And so when we're reading this parable, we need to ask ourselves a question Are we doing everything possible in our ability to get ready for whenever the Lord returns, for whenever the Lord returns? So the title of the message is, Are You Ready? So now this word, are you ready, has a lot of implications. You know, we hear it. uh, For me, I heard it growing up. My coaches, when I would play uh, sports or something, they say, to motivate us in a game, they used to always say, are you ready? Are you ready to get us energized, to get ready for the opponent that we're playing against? Uh, some of you guys who are freaking flyers are flying in the airport. What does uh, the flight attendant usually say? Uh, are you ready? Because we're about to get ready for takeoff. This word, are you ready, has a lot of implications because it's preparing our hearts and our minds for what's to come. This word, particularly, are you ready, has a big meaning in my family. Uh, in my family, my wife asked me this question every morning when we we're getting ready to go to church. Are you ready? Because, you know, usually I'm the earliest one. No, I'm kidding. Jen's always the, she's always ready. She's good to go. This morning, how many families here had an expectation of when you needed to leave home to get to church at a specific time? Come on, let's get some honesty in this house. How many of you guys, who, who told either the husband or the wife, told the other spouse that you need to leave the house at this specific time in order for me to be at church so I'm not the person who has to awkwardly stand in the front because there's no more seats in the back or I had to go to the balcony? There's always someone in someone's family who's an enforcer, am I right? Someone who tells the family, everyone be in the car by 8.30 because church starts at 9, we need to be ready. And then usually what happens when I was growing up is my dad's here. He knows the story as well. Dad would be in the car, you know, and then it's 8.30. Uh, mom's, hopefully mom's not watching this live stream. Mom is, you know, still doing her hair. She's still getting ready. Kids are in the living room. They're on their phones. You know, they're playing games. And then dad's like honking the horn for everybody to come. And then by the time I come, I forgot my socks in the house. You know, so I didn't go back and get my socks. Make sure that everything is is good to go, and the question that dad always asks is, are you ready? Are we ready to go? Are we ready to go on the journey that is ahead of us? The question that I want many of you guys to ask this morning as you are sitting here is, when the Lord returns and he asks the question, are you ready? Have you done everything possible on this earth to make sure you fulfill the will and the plan that, the, that God has for you at this time on this earth? So, which leads me to my parable that we're reading today, which is going to be the parable of the talents. 
the parable of talents. Many of you guys already know the story, but we're going to read it for, for context. And uh, this parable, uh, for many of you guys, the, the subtopics I'll be talking about is, um, are you wasting your time? Are you wasting your time? There's a question we must ask each other. Are we wasting our time when we should be getting ready? Now, the next question that I want you to ask is, are you wasting time because you do not know what your assignment is? Many of us find ourselves in this situation where we just waste time simply because we don't know what the assignment is that the Lord has for us. So as we're reading this parable, we're going to be going to Matthew 25, 14 to 30. Matthew 25, 14 to 30. Before I turn to that passage, I do want to kind of tell you guys about the other parables that are in this story. Um, because of lack of time, I would love to spend a lot of time in this, just this whole passage. But just to kind of preface you guys about what the next other two parables are in the story, we have one story about the ten virgins. And for those of you guys that don't know that story, what it is, is simply is there is uh, ten virgins, five of them... Um, they were given the task to prepare the midnight oil for whenever the bridegroom comes. So the, it says in Scripture that the five wise virgins brought the oil to burn through the midnight, right? And then there's five that didn't. And what Scripture actually says is they were the foolish ones that didn't bring their oils. And what had happened was in the midnight, the, the bridegroom had come, but then the, 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 foolish, the foolish virgins didn't have the oil to burn the midnight. So what happened was they asked the, the wise virgins for oil, but they said, no, we only have enough for this time right now. So go to the store, go get, go get the oil. By the time the virgins came back, the bridegroom had returned, the marriage feast had happened. And this is what I want you guys to understand. The door had closed, and when the virgins had come back to, to enter into the marriage feast, what had happened, the bridegroom simply says, you are not allowed to enter because I do not know you. I do not know you. So this is where it's leading us to this next parable, which is a parable of the talents. Verse 20, verse, uh, Matthew 25, verse 14. Let's start here. Uh, for, for it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servant and entrusted them to the, his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two and to another one, to each according to, pay attention to this, his ability. Then he went away. He who had received five talents went at once and traded with them. And he made, the five, ta and he made five talents more. So also he who had made two talents made two talents more. But the one who received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Pay attention to this. Now, after a long time, the master, uh, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And when he had received the five talents, he came forward, bringing the five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His servant said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter the joy of your master. And he also... Who who had two talents, came forward saying, Master, you deliver me two talents. Here I have two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Um, where is it? You have been faithful over little. I will set you over much. Enter, enter into the joy of your master. He who also had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I have, I have known you to be a hard man, reaping where you do not sow, and gathering where you do not 
where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But the master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown, and you gather where I have scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at the coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to the one who has, who will uh, from him give it to him who has the ten talents. For the one who has will more be given and will have an abundance. But from the one who is not, he what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant in the outer darkness. In that place there he'll be weeping and gnashing with teeth. I know that was a lot to read, so I want you guys to kind of just take a moment and kind of just breathe and kind of understand what's going on here in this text. Um, you guys already know the story, so there's, uh, there's, there's three servants, one that has five, one that has two, and one that has one. The five immediately went and doubled his, his uh, portion. The two also did, but the one that was lazy and slothful went and buried his talent. For many of you guys, as I'm, as I'm going through the scripture, I want you to understand the word talent is not like the talents that you have, even though many people use it as play on words. What a talent is, is a, it's earning a money. And when, when we say one talent, um, reading through commentaries and through uh, different theologians, one talent is actually worth 20 years of wages. So imagine what you make right now, that is what is, in 20 years, that is one talent, okay? So when you're thinking about this one talent servant, he's not just making a penny or a dollar. He has a lot of money in his hands. It's a lot of investment. So the lenses that I want you guys to also look at this parable is, this is addressing the servants who knew who the master was. Who the master was. Not necessarily those that don't know the master, but those who know the heart and the mission and the goal of the master. Now I'm addressing many of you guys here at our church too, because this is not for those that are lost. You know, this message can be extended to those that are lost, but these are for many of us that are sitting here in our seats right now who have been attending church for many years, who have been sitting in the same seats, have been hearing the same call from the Lord, but have been ignoring that call because you rather sit here and ignore the assignment that the Lord has for you today. My hope is that at least you'll feel a little bit motivation to do something a little bit different than what you have been doing in the past, which leads me to my first point today is, are you wasting time because you do not know, um, you're wasting time instead of getting ready? For many of us, we just stand there, we waste time, especially for me, getting ready in the morning. I do 300 other things than the main goal that I have is to get ready in the morning, you know? Like, I'm doing so many different things instead of focusing my attention on what needs to get done here on this earth. Just like this servant, you know? What I love about this scripture is there's so many different references to time. What does it say in the beginning of the, the story of the talents? That the first servant immediately went and doubled his portion immediately. That means that he didn't even know when the master was going to return. He, the master might have returned tomorrow. The master might have returned in a week. But he doesn't want to wait too long because if he waits too long, he has to be held accountable to the master. So what does it say that the, the, the five servant went and he doubled his portion? Another part of this scripture is that it says that the master returned after a long time. Guys, we, will, we are not going to know when the Lord is going to return. We're not going to have like an like a end date goal or whatever, but the master is going to return. And he, when he returns, we must be ready to answer what he has kept us accountable with. 
And for many of us, we can be running around wasting time. The last part of this, it says that the master told the servant with one talent, he said, you had all this time. At least you could have put the money in the bank so it could have had some interest. But he couldn't even do that. You know what he did? He went and hid his money. For me, I don't know if many of you guys know me through relationship, but I'm always trying to be the most efficient person. At home, you can even ask my wife. We have methods to how to do dishes. We have methods to how to do laundry. If anybody wants to know how to do laundry after, let me know. I know a faster way, a faster method that will help you. But I always try to find the fastest way, even serving here at church, like all these things, I try to be the most efficient person because one thing that we cannot be guaranteed is time. You know, we don't know how much time we have in a day. Like, even like sleep, we don't not guaranteed like how much time we have, but we have to be good stewards of our time. So for me, I'm always cautious of what I'm doing and how much effort I put into it when I do it. Um, and so there's a word in economics called production efficiency. I'm going to take you guys back to school a little bit. And what this word is saying is when you reach full production capacity, you maximize your, uh, you maximize your efficiency output. When you reach production capacity, you maximize efficiency output. Simply what this is saying is, is this concept, okay? Do you guys know Henry Ford? Everyone know Henry Ford? Do you, anyone drive a Ford here? We believe in the Toyotas and Lexuses of, of the, Indian, in the Indian church? No. But if you guys know what the Ford, Ford motors are, is there's this guy named Henry Ford, and in 1913, he invented this a system called the assembly line. And the assembly line was one of the first concepts to be ever introduced, especially here in America. And what this would do is it would reduce the time that it took to produce something. So the field that Henry Ford was in was manufacturing cars. And so what he found was this, this assembly line would have different parts, and people would assemble different parts of the car, and what would happen in the end was this fully produced vehicle. This method um, reduced the amount of how fast a car could be made. One car would be made in an hour. They, they re, uh, no, one car would be made in 12 hours. They reduced that to one hour. That means that they can produce 12 cars in a span of 12 hours. They, they, they more than doubled that. You know? they, they went above and beyond to see how much more they can do with their time. This method of being efficient with our time is so important when we're here on this earth because one day we're going to be accountable to the Lord and the Lord is going to ask us, were we good stewards with our time? Which leads me to my next point today is, are you wasting time simply because you do not know your assignment? Let's be honest. A lot of us walk here because we don't know what the Lord wants for us. We don't know what his will is here on our earth. But you have to ask the Lord for what that plan is for us. I remember when I was in school, and the teacher would give us an assignment, and none of us would understand what the assignment was. And we would waste time because we don't know what it is. When I could have simply gone to the teacher and asked the teacher, can you explain this a little bit better to me? Can you tell me how this is done so that I can be a better steward of what I have to do? Certain assignments are specific to certain people here at church. You have to understand this, that God gives you certain things based on the abilities that he knows you are capable of doing. God's not going to give different people different things because he, he knows that this is what you are capable of doing. So our goal is not to compare what the, what the Lord has given us, but to, be, but to be, run the race with diligence and with endurance. Our goal is to be the people that do the best with what the Lord has given us and not look at other people's blessings and talents and be faithful with what we have. When we compare, sometimes what happens is we, we start to think that people are not in the best interest of us. 
even though we're all on the same mission together, even though our goal is to answer to the Lord, our goal is to serve God, to bring more people into our church, but yet sometimes the devil, sometimes comparison, sometimes these things bring this little uh, misdirection, misguidance, misalignment in our lives, which is not intended at all. I want to share a story for you guys. If I can have this picture up here really fast. Joe, if you can pull up this picture for me. Okay, okay. All right, so now you guys kind of know what's happening in our parable story. Right? We're, we're comparing our backyards a little bit. You know, Pastor Linson kind of started that trend. So I have to, I had to capitalize on this. So uh, on the left is actually, so this is a fig tree. Um, I don't know, I'm not an expert in fig trees, but um, I know that I am. So a couple of weeks ago, my mom gave us a fig tree. And I told my mom that I want the least maintenance plant on this earth. And she told me it was a fig tree that I only had to water it once in, once in a while, and it will naturally grow. So I just want to let you guys know, on the left is my mom's fig tree, okay? I know you guys probably thought this is my fig tree, but to your surprise, the fig tree on the right is mine, ours, my, Jed's, our baby, okay? This is our baby over here, okay? And I know it doesn't look that promising right now. But it's in its adolescent age right now. It's a little rebellious, you know, so you guys kind of give us some prayers a little bit. But, see, this is my mom's fig tree, and she's been growing that plant for almost, like, you know, the past, like, three, four years, you know, and it's able to bear fruit. This is my fig tree that I had for the past, like, maybe two or three months, and this is my assignment. My job is not to look at my mom's fig tree and to say that, that because my mom has done this, I need to give up on my fig tree. No, we all have the same goal, is to bear fruit. But I need to attend to the fig tree that the Lord has given me. I need to attend to the things that the Lord has entrusted me with. And the more that I start to compare with other people's assignment, the less that I take care of what the Lord has given me. Do you guys believe that? Do you guys see that in your own life? And so you, you're good, Joe, thank you. And I want to leave you guys with this about knowing your assignment is that you must know your master. You must know the master. See, the problem in this story with the talents, the story of the talents is that the, the servant with the one talent did not know the master at all. What did he tell the master? He says that you gather where you have not even sown. You, 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 you do things that are not even in your character. When reality, he did not even know who the master was in the beginning. He assumed that he knew the master. That's why he was misguided. That's why he was fearful of the master, because he had no relationship with the master whatsoever. Church, today I want to ask you the question, are, do you not know your assignment because you are the one that does not have a relationship with the Lord? Are you the one that just tries to do the lip service and raise your hands to make other people believe that you are a holier-than-thou type person, but you deep down inside don't even know the heart of God? See, this is a dangerous place that we can get to. This is a really dangerous place because we are not only lying to ourselves, but we're lying to God. We're playing a dangerous game. We're playing a game that one day when the Lord comes to you, just like the virgins, he's going to ask, hey, what did you do? What did you do? And we all have to be accountable with the Lord. See, I feel like one day when God comes, I can't, I can't be accountable with everything that I do. You know, I don't know if everything I do on this earth, but I know in my heart, 
when I hear the voice of God, when he tells me to do certain things, when he tells me to pray for certain people, when he tells me to step out and do some things that are out of my character, I can feel the Holy Spirit doing that in my life because I, can, I have a relationship. I'm obedient to his voice. You know, sometimes in life, maybe you might not clearly hear the voice of God, but you know something is pulling and tugging in your spirit. You can feel something in your spirit is not feeling right, and the Lord is telling you, brother, go pray for that person. Brother, go, 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 go talk to that person. That person needs you right now. Go talk to that person that doesn't know the Lord in your, in your workplaces. Go to, go to that person that doesn't know the Lord in, 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 in that store that you're walking through. Sometimes the Holy Spirit would do things because he knows the capabilities, the things that you have in you that wants to come out of you, that wants to come out of you. God has given every single person a gift and a talent. Whether you be a greeter out there, do it to the best of your ability. That's what I always say. If you're going to do something, do it to the best of your ability. You know, don't come in here and just say, God, I, lost, I, don't, have, I don't have any sleep I'm tired, I'm exhausted, get some sleep, get some sleep, come in the morning, be rested, do the best, because you know what, another thing too, people can read you, people can see if you're not giving you the best of your ability, maybe you think you're the only one that's fooling, other, uh, fooling yourself, but other people can also read in you that you're not giving the best that you have, and church, our church is at a pivotal stage right now in our church where every single member of our church needs to step up. Every single person needs to step up, not just the pastors here at church, you know, like we're still here, we'll still do the things that we need to do, but every single person, whether you be a teacher, whether you're in Sunday school, whether you're serving at Metro Students, whether you're a musician, musician, whatever you're doing, you need to do to the best of your ability, because why one day we have to answer to the Lord, the Lord is going to ask us what we did. As I'm about to end, I want to read this scripture, and it's from Revelations. And it says this, Revelation 7, 9, it says, Let us rejoice and exalt and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has already made herself ready. Let me read that again one more time. Let us rejoice and exalt and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. It was, it was granted her to clothe herself with fly, fine linen, Bright and pure, for the fine linen is the righteous deeds of the saints. And the angel said to, the, to me, write this, Blessed are those who are invited into the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, these are the true words of God. These are true words of God. Um, these, these past couple of weeks, me and Jen have like about six weddings that we need to attend to. Um, I feel like every weekend we have a wedding that we need to go to. And it's that season in our life as like, Young married couples, we have a lot of weddings to go to. Um, yesterday, my best friend, he actually got married. And the preparation, guys, I'm telling you, if you have sons or daughters who have been married or someone who is, you guys know how much preparation goes into a wedding. So much time is spent figuring out little details. I remember helping my friend. Through the midnight hour, we were doing little things to make sure that the wedding event went the best as planned. Your time on this earth is getting yourself ready for the big marriage feast. Your time on this earth is to get ready to accept the bridegroom that is about to enter into this room. Pastor Linson, I remember one time at engagement, he beautifully depict, depicted the picture of us, the bride, getting ourselves ready for whenever the, the bridegroom enters. There are certain things that the bride needs to do before she leaves and she goes into glory and eternity. 
there's certain things that you need to do to prepare your heart for whenever the bridegroom enters into this room. This beautiful picture of Jesus entering and we're joining in the praises. We're joining in the worship. What this scripture says is, are you getting yourself ready? Because the marriage supper of the Lamb, the feast, is being prepared. It's being prepared. And every single one of you guys have to be accountable to the Lord. And this is not a, I'm not saying this to scare anybody, you know. Don't take my message as a way of, oh, no, I've, I've done terrible these past 20, months of, 20 years of my life. I, what am I going to do? No, 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 no. There's still time. There's still time. Jesus has not returned. All right, giving you guys all hope right now. Jesus has not returned, but he is returning. He is returning. It might, be a, it might be next week. It might be a long time. We don't know, but he is. So this is your time to commission yourself and to get ready to answer the call, to wake up and say that I'm not long, no longer going to be a sleeper, but I'm going to be awake, and I'm going to do something for the Lord because it's a mission that he has for me on this earth. You guys can stand, and I just want to be able to have you guys receive the call that the Lord has for you. One another, every single person, young and old, to receive the blessing that God has upon your life. This picture of generations entering in and praising the Lord together. Guys, we are doing this together. This is not one generation doing it separately. This is every generation joining along in the eternity and in the song that heaven has to sing. This is every single person being seated at the table. This is not just for those that are retired and felt like they don't know what to do for the rest of their life. No, I want to encourage you that the Lord has so much more to give you. These are for the young ones that feel like they are, their time has not come. Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter how old or how young you are. The Lord can use you in children's shirts. The Lord can use you in your school. The Lord can use you any place that you go. You have to receive the blessing that the Lord has for you. The question right now I want to ask everybody, are you ready? Lord, are we ready? Are we ready for what you have to do in this house, God? If any of us are wasting time because we simply are saying we're too busy for church, we're too busy for the call, Lord God, we, 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 we put our schedules, we fill it up with things that are not even necessary, Lord. We fill it up with things that don't even make sense or don't matter, Lord. I pray that we put a perspective in our lives when we say, God, we want to return back to the places that you have called us, Lord. Lord, if we do not know the assignment and we do not know you, I pray that you would shift our hearts, God, and you would show us the way this evening, God. We love you, God. As we're about to enter in time of worship, I want many of you guys as believers this evening, and, and uh, me and Jen were praying, and I felt like she was telling me that I need to do a prayer for the saints. Many of you guys are saints, but the thing is, when you are doing something for a really long time, you lose purpose and passion for it. You know, how many of you guys can truly say that? You've come to church, you've done the same thing, you lose passion for it because it's the same thing you do every single week. There's nothing that excites you anymore. There's nothing that compels you to do more. But right now, we're going to restore passion. We're going to restore faith. We're going to restore the call that the Lord has upon you. So if we can just close our eyes. And this is the prayer from heaven that I'm going to pray over many of you. And, and it's your goal if you want to receive it. I do it with our younger generation and Metro students. You can even put your hands out to receive. And these are words that I want heaven to come and speak directly to you right now. Jesus, Jesus, you are in this house, God. 
if you are if you are retired right now, if you're retired and you feel like just your life has just been revolved in making sure the grandchildren are doing okay, making sure that the things at the house are upkept, if you feel like that is your purpose, I want you to ask the Lord for more this evening. I want God to put back the dreams and desires and the visions that he had upon you, whether it be for missions, whether it be to go out to the lost, whether it go out, speak to the people that you know that the Lord has led you to. I want you to start answering that call in your life. For many of you guys that are retired here today, your time is not done. People have not forgotten about you. I promise you that the Lord has wants more from you this evening. For those of you guys that are parents, those that are um, that have grandchildren, many of you guys that are maybe just working professionals and all your time is just consumed with work, your career, your life, your kids, I want you to receive this blessing that the Lord is saying that your identity is not just being a father, your identity is not just being a, a working professional, no, your, your identity is being a son and a daughter of the Most High Your identity is found in Jesus Christ, and the Lord wants you to use your abilities, your giftings, and your workplaces, your giftings as parents, and he wants you to use it for his kingdom this evening right now. If you want to receive that blessing, God, we receive, we pour that out unto our saints this evening, God. This morning we pray, Lord. If you guys are in college or you're, you're grad, I want you to receive this blessing because sometimes what we say is that when I get out of college, I'm going to be used for the Lord. What we, what we pray is, Lord, whenever I'm done with school, when I'm done with all my tests and exams, then you can use me, Lord. No, no, no. The God, God is saying he can use you in your campuses. Lord is saying that he can use you even with those friends that are lost, that don't know you, that need to have an encounter with the Holy Spirit, with your presence. He can have that moment with you. If you want to receive that, I pray you would put your hands out, that you would receive. If you're in college, if you're in if you're in post-grad, right now, receive that blessing, Jesus. I, I want to pray a blessing over my Metro students right now. If you feel that people despise you for your youth, if you feel that people overlook you because they think you're too young, you're not educated, or you do not know these things, I want to tell you right now, do not let anyone despise you for your youth. Let people look at you as a leaders, a future uh, kingdom ambassadors, the people who will bring change to our community, into our cities. I want us to receive that right now. All the youth that are sitting here in our church, I want you to receive the call the Lord has for you. Church, are you ready? Are you ready for when the Lord is coming into this place? Let us not ignore that call anymore. Jesus, you are moving in this house. We love you and we thank you. Can we all give God some glory in this house? Amen. Jesus, you are moving. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. If there is anything we can do to continue equipping you in your pursuit to be like Jesus, then please do not hesitate to reach out to us on our website at metrochurch.us. Also, if you found today's message to be inspiring and informative, then please share it with your family and friends and leave a review on this podcast platform or on our website. Again, thank you for joining us. We are so grateful for you. Have a great week and God bless you and your family.